Today we just want to come before the Lord and begin to seek God for what God is doing in this season of our lives. My message is entitled, Character First. I want us to start off with this uh, scripture. It's taken from Romans chapter 28, verse 29. It's a very familiar passage taken from the net translation. It says here that when we know that all things work together for good, for those who love God, who are called according to His purpose, because those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that His Son would be the firstborn among the many brothers and sisters. Father, we want to thank you for your living word, your unchanging word, for the word that is eternal and the word that is ripe, timely, and relevant for us today, for our lives, Lord. So bless, Lord, even in the hearing even in the exposition of your word, we commit this entire time to you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm sure we are, don't have to repeat ourselves about what is happening right now in our country, in the nations, with the COVID-19 with the government issue, with the economy is happening, and with a lot of instability and uncertainty. This is an age of instability and uncertainty. This is a time where everything seems to be changing so fast. It is so different from 2019 and the years that have gone before. We have never come to this place before. We have never experienced such a year before. But I believe that what we are going to discover, what we are going to explore, what we are going to meditate and consider today will help to bring meaning to what's going on in our world today. Now, this scripture is so familiar, so popular. We use it when we are, for example, in such times of crisis like this, or when we are going through physical sicknesses or we can be diagnosed with a disease, when we have financial problems, and when our relationship is in trouble. And we also use this verse in, during wakes and funeral services in the time of grief when we have lost our loved ones. And we see that God is at work even in the midst of our crisis. But what, I, what we missed out and we seldom proceed after the verse, the A part of this verse is the second part, which reads like this. Because those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that His Son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. 
Now, one of the things that we miss out and we don't focus on in this verse is the reason why God allows us to endure. God allows us to go through tough times, difficult times, times of instability, uncertainty, is because God has a purpose within Him. What is the good that God wants to bring out? And we can see it in the second part of this verse. It is so that Christ, the character of Christ, the characteristics of Christ will be formed in us, you and I. So it speaks here about character. The goal in this life is not to escape this life and to just seek and to look for heaven and to just wait for heaven. And so all those times where people are asking during this pandemic, is Jesus coming soon? Are we living in the last days? Perhaps this may not be the right question. The right question should be found in the second part of this verse. Is Christ being formed in us? Is the character of Christ, is the characteristics of Christ, His gentleness, His humility, His obedience, His love, his mercy, His compassion, His patience, His faithfulness, is it been formed in you and in my life? That is the most important thing that we, God looks for at all seasons in our lives. And Jesus, in the last part of this verse, came to be that example came to be that role model for us. How do we handle crisis? How do we handle our enemies? How do we handle bad behaviour and bad character or lack of character in our lives? Jesus says, follow me. Jesus says, deny yourself. Jesus says, carry your cross. Jesus says, and come after me. If we look back to the first and early first book in the Holy Bible, again, we see that this purpose of God for you and I is already foretold, is already mentioned, is already at the heart of God right in the beginning of creation. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, then God says, let us make mankind or humankind in our image after our likeness so they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the cattle and over the earth and over all the creatures that move on this earth. Right at the beginning of creation of mankind, of our ancestors, of the first prototype, God has already in mind that we should, first thing, two things, the two hours, we should resemble Him and we should represent Him. That is what it means to be in the image of God. Can you quickly type that in the chat group? To resemble God and to represent God on this earth. 
Because God has no one else on this earth but you and I, His church, to proclaim the King, to proclaim His kingdom, and to proclaim the royal family. And we are that royal family that God has on this earth to show others what God looks like, what is the character of God? What is the characteristics of God? How should we behave? And where is the purpose for our being here on planet Earth? At such a time like this, even in the, just the recent US elections, even what's happening in our nation, one of the elephants in the room, it is not who is better than who, which party is better than which party, who should get a bigger say. I would see that in the midst, when, we, when the fog, when the mist, when the storm clears, from the confusion, people are asking what is happening in the United States, what is happening in Malaysia, what's happening in the nation. I believe that there is an elephant in the room that rises up. It is not the numbers of cases. It is not who the people are affected. It is not whether you are for this or you are for that. But one thing that rises up is character. One thing that you cannot miss out is the lack of character and people who have character and people who miss out on having character. Do you know that right at the beginning, that when we are made in the image of God, God has given you and I, only you and I, human beings, a heavy responsibility, a privilege and accountability to resemble God to the world and to represent Him to the world. That was before sin came in. We were called to relate to God. Our spiritual capacity, our form and our function were like God's function. That we will have the capacity to, have, to be in relationship, a, a capacity to communicate, a capacity to represent God and to serve Him by ruling over the created order. And so that image is in our DNA, our character. It, it is the characteristics of God. But let me qualify that, is that you and I as human beings, we will never be God. We can strive, we can pray, we can be taught, we can be discipled, we can allow the Spirit of God to work in us by His Word to make us more and more like Christ. But here we are not called to lord it over, to be God over other people. But we are called to be stewards. We are called to be an agent, God's agent of transformation here in this land. But the fall of Adam and Eve, when they disobeyed, when they doubted God, when they wanted to steal what belongs to God to be theirs, Eve was tempted by Satan, you can be like God. What she forgot, what she ignored in her ignorance what that was that she was already made 
in the image of God. And that is what the devil, that is what Satan sometimes does. He comes to steal, kill, and to destroy God's best for us, God's image for us, God's character over our lives. And so the before and the after, and that is the reason why in this world right now, we have so many suffering, so much suffering, so much persecution, so much trouble and wars and suspicions and division in the world, in governments, in societies, among races, and even in the church, in the household, in the family, it comes because of the fall. And death also came because of the fall. And today, you and I, we are not free from that flesh part, that sinful nature. Although the Spirit of God in us will give us that daily victory not to allow the old man, the old woman to rise up again. Let me give you a current example. Just last week, I had a misunderstanding with my sister, my biological sister. We are very different in so many ways. I sometimes think whether we come from the same family or not. But during that misunderstanding, words were said. I was accused of doing something that uh, I didn't realize I did. I, I didn't feel I was wrong in anything. But then one of the things that comes out from you and I when the lack of character comes is that we want to just be angry. We want to just cut off relationship. We want to say, no more. Might as well don't have any more siblings. I have my brothers and sisters in Christ. That is good enough. But then something kicked in. Character. The principle, the Word of God began to convict me that I should not be thinking like that. Because if I resemble God, if I represent God, then the way that Jesus would handle this is to seek reconciliation, is to forgive, is to be humble and say, if I have done anything wrong, maybe I should change in my ways. So character is a very real struggle that you and I face each day. To be like Christ is one of the toughest assignments that God has given to us. Going to heaven, being saved, is not the end goal for you and I, but to be Christ-like, to endure to the end with character, that is the hardest part. Jesus says, when I come back, will I find faith? May I tell you in my own experience and from the Word of God, without Christ-like character, without the Spirit of God, without the Word of God forming in me the Word of God, principles, beliefs, values, morals, ethics, character and lifestyle that pleases and that, that which God approves, I am going to lose out on the blessings. I'm going to offend people. I'm going to be a stumbling block to people wanting to know Jesus Christ. Character refers especially to moral qualities, ethical standards, principles, and the like. 
I like this definition of character. Character is a commitment to a set of values without compromise. And the values for you and I who belong in the kingdom, who belong to Jesus, is taken, is source, originates from the very Word of God. Because the Word of God is law. The Word of God is His principles. The Word of God is His command, is His guideline, is His boundaries that He has given to us in life. What is acceptable to God? What is pleasing to God? What is a proof of God? And these are the principles that you and I... So to have character then is to have principles, to have discipline. That's why to be a disciple of Jesus Christ is to be a person with discipline and self-control. The hardest person to control is ourselves, our thought life, our words, our heart, our hands, our feet. And today, in this high-tech world, our fingers on the keyboard, because what happens when we type is not the keyboard is the problem. It's not the fingers is the problem. It is the mind. It is the heart. It is the values that we place that determines our lifestyle. Let me just say right out the elephant in the room. There is a leadership in crisis right now all over the world. And I believe that one of the key components causing leadership in crisis at all levels, in governments, in leadership, in corporate leadership, in business, in the home, in the church, in the marriage, is the problem of character. Or more importantly, the lack of character. Or defective character. Broken character. Do you know that character can only be revealed, can only be also built in the crucible of life? We cannot have head knowledge of all the characters and we can. We can learn all the many, many good godly characters. But if it's just head knowledge, it doesn't affect our lives. But when you and I are allowed to go through situations in our life, most of the times, tough situations, testing situations, tempting situations. This is where our true character will rise up. So for people who are involved in recruiting, in the human resources, these are something sometimes we cannot see when we interview people. We see their credentials, we see their qualifications, we see their experience, but one thing that we cannot see in an interview is their character. And where do we see their character? When they start working, when they relate to other people, when they open their mouth, when they handle difficult situations, when the crunch time comes, when argument comes, we see true character rise up. God has very high standards for us as leaders. And when I say leaders, I mean all of us. Because we are made in the image of God, we are called 
to lead, to rule, to have stewardship, to be an agent of transformation in the area of gifting that God has called us to be. And so it, it affects everybody, whether you are a housewife, whether you are a salesman, whether you are a mechanic, whether you are a doctor, whether you are a minister of God, whether you are a connect group leader, we are all called to lead by example, to resemble God in the area of influence, to represent Him in the area of influence, that when people interact with you and I, they see God, the character of God. Then we know that we are living up to the image of God that Christ has come to restore in us. We have so many characters in the Bible that have stood the test of time, the test of trials and persecution and enemies. You are so familiar with that. We have Job. We have Joseph, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego and Daniel been examples of them. They showed that they never compromise. They never violate the principles, the discipline, the Word of God that they, be, they believe they always put God first. They were willing to sacrifice for the sake of their character, for the sake of pleasing God. I always like to quote Nelson Mandela. After 25 years of being imprisoned for his cause, for his country, for freedom, for justice, for equality, when he came out of prison, one of the first things he did was he flew over to Bahamas to meet the president because the president was instrumental in helping him to get out, to be released from prison. And the president called some important people in Bahamas, including some pastors. And one of the pastors was there when Nelson Mandela walked into the room without much words. And he says when he walked into the room, he saw character on two legs walking without saying anything because he held on to his character, his convictions, his principles in spite of the torture, in spite of the ill treatment, in spite of the abuse, he held on. He says, I respect this man because he was a truly a man of character. Recently, I think last week, I just did a, a, a week service for a member of our church who has gone home to the Lord. And in the eulogy, we heard about his character. He was a man who was generous. He was a man who was blameless. He was a man who was sacrificial. He was a man who was hardworking. He was a man who put the interests of others before him. He was a man who was always respectful of everybody else, ready to greet people. We thank God that we have men and women of character in our congregation, in our connect groups, in our ministries, because this is where we need men and women of God. 
Character protects your words, your behaviour, your attitudes, your lifestyle and your actions. Money won't. Bodyguards won't. Acclaim won't. Fame would not protect you when times are bad. But only character will protect you and I. Because when we are choose to be right with God, and hold on to our principles of God's word, of God's truth, of God's conduct and behaviour and thought life, I can tell you, God will be there to watch over us, to protect us, to provide for us, even like these difficult times. One of the things we discover from Genesis Chapter 1, verse 26, is that God is more concerned about our character than His assignment for us on planet Earth. Then what we do, or what we report to Him that we do, I go to church, I go to prayer meeting, I win souls, I go to the mission fields, I give tithes and offering. But God says, I'm more interested in you. I'm more interested in in your heart. I'm more interested in your person, your character. And that's why before God gave Adam and Eve dominion or rulership over the three realms of earth, of sky, of sea, and everything, God says that I must first make you to be like me. Otherwise, you are going to fail. Otherwise, you are going to misrepresent me. And that is the problem for you and I today. So often, because of our lack of character in certain areas of our life, which the Spirit of God is doing if we allow the Spirit of God to do that work. We cause more harm to the kingdom. We cause more, we, we, we place a stumbling block to people wanting to know Christ. So character before our mission Character before our duties. Character before your responsibility. Character before anything else. There are three things. That will reveal character. That will test your character and my character. And it's not just men only who will have faced these threats. It is men women, young, old of every nation. Money, power, and sex. These are the things. And we know so much because even James and John, the, they call it the, 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 the brothers of thunder, you know, that they came to Jesus one day knowing that Jesus was going, uh, something was going to happen to Jesus. Said, Jesus, when you come into your kingdom, can I be on your right and on your left? But Jesus rebuked them. You do not know what you are asking. And Jesus called all the disciples, you know, this is what the pagans, this is what the people of the world want, power. They want position. They want authority. But they don't have character. And what is character? Jesus says, he who wants to be first must be last. He who wants to be the greatest must be the servant of all. He says, even the Son of Man came not to serve, not to be served, but to serve 
and to be a ransom for many. To serve others. That is what we have called to do. We are not to be God over others. We are not to lord over others. We are not to control others. But we are called to serve others, even the young ones. Money is not evil, but the love of money is the root of all evil. And if you go in the Old Testament, you see that the allure, the access to sex is one of the downfall of men of God in the Bible from David and to all the other men of God, even to Samson. And today, even in Christendom, I just read just very recently that a very big church, a mega church in Australia had an outreach in New York, US and they had to terminate the pastor there because of a moral failure, because of character issues, not submissive to the Word of God, not acting and representing God well enough. But do you know, this is not just exceptional. This is becoming the norm right now in the church, in the body of Christ, with criminal breach of trust, with mishandling finances, abusing, grooming people in the area of wanting people to, to, to have sex with people. And this is an indictment of the church of Jesus Christ. When we, should, when we go back to the original intention of God and the intention that Jesus came for us, is that we should represent God. We should resemble God. But the church in crisis, the leaders in crisis, starts from the top. And this is a warning, a reminder for everyone here, for every husband, for every wife, for every father and mother, for every single person. The sin is always a sin in the eyes of God. Cultures may change. Trends may change. Laws may change. Policies may be changed by governments. But God's standard, God's moral laws and ethical laws remains the same. That is why the Jews continue to pray this prayer in Exodus chapter 6, verse 4. The Lord our God is one. God is the only true God. He is unique. He is one of a kind. There is no division in God. There is no confusion in God. What God says, that is who God is. Do you know that is what God wants for you and for, for me? God wants you and I to remove our mass. Remove our mass to be whole, to be integrated, to be one person. Not to be a different person on a Sunday and a different person on a Monday to Saturday. Only those with character endures to the end. The only way to test your character, like what I mentioned just now, is Temptations. To tempt is to test for weakness. But when God tests us, it is to reveal our strength and whatever character that we have. 
But when Satan tempts us, it is to make us fall. It is to destroy us. It is to derail us. But God is not like that. So everything that God allows us to go through is because He loves you and I. He wants us to endure to the end. That's why the Word of God says, the race is not to the swift. The battle is not for those who are strong. It doesn't mean that we start well. It means, it means that we will end well. No, because there are a lot of things in between life and death. And we can do so well in the first half or in the first quarter or the beginning. But if we don't finish with character, we may lose out on so many of God's blessings. We may even lose out on our salvation if we continue to ignore, if we continue to blaspheme the word of the Holy Spirit when He convicts you and I. Stop that. Don't do that. That is wrong, my son, my daughter. That is not of me, my son and my daughter. That is uncharacteristics of me, my son and daughter. God gave character before power. God created us and gave us the mandate to dominate earth with His character. Many of us are put into different positions of authority and power. But if our position and our authority and our responsibility comes with a lack of character, we see negative results. We don't see fruits but we see lives being hurt and harmed and destroyed. We begin to be judgmental and critical of people. But God wants to ensure that until God can trust you and I with His power, He wants to make sure that we have character first. Make sure we know who we are first before He trust us or entrust us with more responsibilities. And that's why God always starts small with us. He gives us a little bit to test our character, to see whether we can handle money, we can handle power, and we can handle sexual attraction. For me, as a man, even as a minister of God, I too have to watch out against all three of these like each one of you, power, money, and sex, because it, it is something that is here in this world. It is in the media, it's in the movies, it's propagated even in the teaching, in education, it's propagated everywhere. And for us who belong to the kingdom, we are going against the current. We are choosing to be right and holy before God. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. in 1963 gave this famous speech. And it starts with, I have a dream. I have a dream that my four daughters will one day not be judged by the colour of their skin, but by the content of their character. This was a man of God who was fighting 
for social justice, fighting for God's kingdom and God's character to come upon His nation, reaffirming the power that what you and I should judge people is not on their appearances, is not on their wealth, is not on their connections, is not on their race, is not on their status, is not on their, uh, the, the, the titles behind their name, but on the content of their character. And this is so relevant. Although this speech was given in 1963, it still resounds as relevant today for you and I. We see so much racism going on right now. So much biasness and prejudice going on, even in the church of Jesus Christ. But this is a time for you and I where God is speaking loudly. God is calling loudly to apostles, to prophets, to evangelists, to pastors, to teachers, to leaders, and to everyone. God is saying, character first. Can you type that in your chat right now? God is looking for character first. More than anything else we do, more than anything else the world will want to promote, the world is trending right now. God says, your character, your life matters most to me. Your character matters most to me. How is our character shaped? How is our lifestyle developed? It is from, it starts with our belief system, which forms the principles and the values that we uphold. And then it will instruct our morals, our ethics, and then this will form our character. And then this will show itself in our behaviors, our lifestyle. So if we want to come back to come back to the image of God that Jesus has come to show us that the Holy Spirit is continuing to do in our life. This is a time for us to begin to come back to the Word of God, to allow the Word of God. This is where the Holy Spirit can only do one type of surgery. It is open heart surgery. That means you and I must open our hearts to allow the Spirit. We must give permission to God and to the Holy Spirit to remove the addictions, to remove the sin, to remove the wrong mindset, to remove the wrong values, the wrong priorities, the wrong morals, morals and ethics that we have in our life so that our character will be like Christ, so that we will more resemble Christ. We will more represent Christ in a world that is dark, in a world that is spiraling into degeneration, a world that is full of instability and uncertainty. There's no such thing in character. There's no such thing as a personal or a private life. We should never tell people, you don't care. Don't talk about what I do in my private life. That's between me and God. No. When it comes to character, your private life should be like your public life. It should be open to all. You, your, life, your life and my life should be an open book before others. That what you see is what you get. 
We say what we mean and we mean what we say. For myself, I want to be a good minister of God. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. I want to be a good brother. I want to be a good teacher of the Word of God. But I cannot do it unless people trust me. And how will people trust me without character? Unless I have character. If I don't have character, people will know that what he is teaching, what he is preaching, what he is expounding is not what he is doing himself. And this goes the same for us in our marriages, in our homes. If we ourselves are not talking right with our wives, our husbands, if we are not showing godly example to our children, we are going to create monsters in the home. We are going to create a home that will not glorify God, that our neighbours will not talk with, 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 uh, with praises, but will condemn, will criticise. How can they behave like that? They go to church on Sunday. They go for prayer meetings. They carry the Bible and yet in their homes, there is so much chaos. There is so much insubordination, so much disobedience, bad character. One thing I see missing among our young children right now is respect. Those days, we were taught to call people who are older than us, uncle, auntie, father, mother, every time we see nowadays, less and lesser children are doing that. Again, it's respect. Respect for the image, the person that we represent, we represent God. Respect is missing in our culture. Respect is missing because character is missing. I will end with this. Even as I was looking at the Lord's Prayer, the disciples' prayer in Matthew chapter 6 again, and many times when we look at the Word of God, something new, something fresh comes to just speak to us. And we all say this prayer so often. I pray this prayer every day because it's meant to be a daily prayer. To, uh, uh, to, to set my boundaries, to ensure that I remain in the principle, in the character of God. It starts with our Father in heaven. May your name be honoured, but in the old translation, hallowed be your name. And I always thought that hallowed be your name or may your name be honoured is just God's holiness. We see Him surrounded the throne by angels, by elders, by creatures. Seraphine and seraphine, and we think that it's all about God. But do you know, it is not just about God. It is about you and I that approach God, that God expects us to honour God with our character, with our life before we approach God. That's why Jesus says, before you go and offer something at the temple, Go and if you have something with your brother, go and reconcile first and then come and bring your offering. It's not so much your offering, it is your character, it is your life lived before God that matters. So now, this will keep us to ensure that we guard 
our character. We grow our character. We put character first above everything else we do for God. Whether it's in studying the Word of God, in our prayer life, in our ministry, in our work, in our business. Can I just pray with you right now? I believe that this is a time when everything clears. Even when we get back to normal again after the COVID-19, even when a vaccine is found and we forget about the COVID-19, but one thing that God will keep on working on, will keep on reminding us is our character. Because it is a lifetime that He wants us to endure. Only a man and a woman with character can endure to the end. Only a man and woman of character can resemble God and represent Him. And that is what we are called to do. Let me just pray for these two categories of people today. If you want to write anything in your chat, just begin to write. Holy Spirit, we pray that you will do an open heart surgery. That hearts will be open. No matter how far we have drifted away from the image of God, from resembling God and representing God. May we know that the Spirit of God is bringing us back, pulling us back, drawing us back to the one who heals, the one who restores, and the one who imprints His character into our lives with the sole purpose that we are here on earth to represent Him well. So that our testimony, our witnessing, our ministry in the marketplace, in the church, in the community will not fail, will not be unfruitful, but will be fruitful because people will trust us because of our Christ-like character. So Father, we pray even right now, Lord, let your people begin to release and to realize and to remove the mask and to let go of unforgiveness and hurts and a critical judgmental spirit, hatred, anger, towards God, towards people, towards our family, towards our spouses. And to allow the one who builds character, the one who we are following, to shape us, to mold us, to be like Him. And for those of you who have not received Jesus and you have discovered that Jesus has come to restore back his image in you. That you were meant for greater things. You were meant for rulership. You were meant to be an agent of transformation. You were meant for more than what you are today. And you can receive that image again, that character again, by surrendering your life to Jesus. Just type and say in your heart, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Saviour.
You have come to set me free from my bondages, from my sins, from my, from my hurts, from my pain, from every wrong thing I've done in my life. And you want to give me a new life. And you want to place your character in me. And you want to send me to represent you in the world. To be an agent of transformation. An agent of hope to a hopeless and helpless generation. So Father, I just thank you and I receive you, Lord Jesus. If you have said that prayer, just go to our online chat and just inform the pastors and ministers so that we can follow up with you. Let me just close in a prayer. Father, we thank you that you are seeking and searching for people who are like you, people who resemble you in our daily life, 24-7, not just on special days, but every day we resemble you to the world. And Father, we pray that we will represent you better and better each day to our relatives, to our colleagues, to our fellow students, to our business clients, to our neighbours. Because you have given us the power to influence, a power to be a witness for Jesus Christ by our own lives that have been transformed. So Lord, we just want to thank you that each day we will remember that the Spirit of God is doing His work in each one of us to make us resemble Him and to make us represent Him well for His glory and His glory alone. So we bless you and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.